Could Indiana hire a former Ohio State Buckeye as their next head football coach? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. It is the Locked on Hoosiers podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Goins. I appreciate you making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen each and every day. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, which is your team every day. I appreciate all my everydayers who are here every single day. You're the reason this podcast has been so successful, and I do appreciate you. If you're on YouTube, be sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel, and reminder that we are free and, and available on any platform that you get your podcast for audio and, of course, the video version here on YouTube. But today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers, we're going to discuss can Indiana or could Indiana hire a former Ohio State Buckeye as their next head football coach as the search continues to find the replacement for head coach Tom Allen. And, yes, I'm talking about it because a lot of you are talking about it. We have seen dozens of names fly around uh, for the Indiana head coaching job and who could be in the running, who could be interviewing, and who the possibilities could be. And I've asked you on these podcast episodes who you want the next head football coach to be for Indiana. And between the YouTube comments and the tweets, and the comments on X, right, and on the boards and on social media everywhere. There have been, I've counted 20 to 25 different names. But there are two names that have popped up that really intrigue me. And I'll talk about how much of a possibility they are, in my opinion, in just a little bit. But, man, this could get really interesting if one of these two names were to be hired as Indiana's head football coach, okay? This is a major what-if game, all right? It's one of my favorite games to play, the what-if game. And I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm not predicting this to happen. I'm simply saying, what if Indiana hired a former Ohio State Buckeye coach or the current Ohio State Buckeyes coach to be the next coach here in Bloomington. We'll start with Ryan Day because that name has been popping up quite a bit from fans anyway. I wouldn't say it's being reported. I wouldn't say that it is um, by maybe some reliable sources that it's actually been in consideration, but I've seen quite a few people say they want Ryan Day. And why wouldn't you, right? Why would you not want Ryan Day as your head football coach? The guy has done tremendous things. The guy has taken a program that was successful when he took it, I understand. But I think there's something to be said about continued success after a great coach leaves. And we know who the great coach was. Keep that name in mind. But Ryan Day took over this program, and I'll be completely honest. From my perspective, I said this. I said, there is no way that Ryan Day could take over the Ohio State program and continue what the previous regime had done. I just didn't think he could do it. I thought in the next three to four years or in his first three to four years that he would use the success 
of what had happened before him, of the recruits that came before him, and the recruits that were already committed or recruited to Columbus. And I thought, all right, he'll have some big wins. He may even make a playoff, but I think he'll kind of tail off. Well, I think Ryan Day's done a fantastic job at Ohio State. He's done everything you could pretty much ask for. He's made the college football playoff. He's made a push for a national championship. But the one thing he's not doing that Ohio State fans cannot stand is he can't beat Michigan. He just lost his third straight game to the Michigan Wolverines. To the Wolverines this year with their head coach sitting on the couch at home. But Ryan Day is a good football coach. They have big wins this year, does Ohio State. And they were a couple of plays last year from winning the national championship. And Ryan Day is a good football coach. Now the question becomes, would he come to Indiana? Well, I think a bigger question is, can Indiana afford Ryan Day? I don't know. Depends on how much you want it. How much do you want to win? You're telling me that if Ryan Day stepped in here right now, he couldn't get recruits to come to play Indiana football? He's still recruiting to the Big Ten. He's not changing the conference. He's changing schools. And he could be the one to come in and build. But I think a concern there is he didn't build Ohio State. He didn't build what that program is now. It's always been great, but they've come in waves for Ohio State, and they've had different coaches to do so. The one before Ryan Day is Urban Meyer. And I've seen this name pop up numerous times from you fans, again, on our stuff here on Locked on Hoosiers, on pretty much everything you see that's Indiana-related. Somebody always drops the name of Urban Meyer. And let me say this, too. In every single coaching search in college football since Urban Meyer stepped away, his name is always thrown in the mix by somebody, whether it just be a random haymaker to see people like us talk about it or whether they genuinely want Urban Meyer or whether they think it's a possibility. I'll say this. I think Urban Meyer is a really good coach, and I think he's got that itch to always want to coach but how much does he want to do it right now? I mean, he's getting older in age. If you watch the documentary Swamp Kings, which was fantastic, you could tell he had that fire in him, right? He always will be around the game in some way, shape, or form. Unfortunately, he had the, the major health issues. But his name will always be thrown around. And whether you think this is a possibility or not, there's a lot of people that would love to have Urban Meyer as the coach at Indiana. And I would too. I would too. I'd rather have him than Ryan Day because Urban Meyer has proven it. Urban Meyer has won at the highest level at multiple programs. Can you understand that? There are very few coaches that have done that. The two most recent are Urban Meyer and Nick Saban, who did it at LSU and, of course, doing it now at Alabama. So for any Indiana fan, in my opinion, to say they wouldn't take Urban Meyer or Ryan Day for that matter, you're crazy. I don't care what you think about them personally. I don't care what you think about them as, as a human, whether you know them or not, which most of you don't. I don't care what you think about their past. I'm strictly talking in, in college football terms, in recruiting, in the money they would bring in 
Oh my gosh, could you imagine the money that would pour into Indiana football if Urban Meyer walked through the front door? Come on, man. He would be able to win at Indiana. What's the ceiling? I don't know. I don't know. Especially with a new look Big Ten and with a new look college football playoff, that may give Indiana some more chances, and I think it does. Because the Big Ten will no longer be a one-team league. They'll no longer be a one-bid league in the college football playoff like they are yet again this year with the Michigan Wolverines. If Indiana can find the right coach and really start building this program back to where I think it can be, you have a real shot to do something special here. Do I think it'll be Urban Meyer or Ryan Day? No, I don't. I don't think it will be. But I do think it brings up an interesting conversation because every time coaching searches happen, Urban Meyer gets brought up. And he has been in this coaching search. And Ryan Day has popped up more times than not. But I don't think either one of them ends up in Bloomington as the head coach of Indiana. But with that, we can talk about who we do think it's going to be and what the reports are saying right now about the Indiana head coaching job. We'll talk about that on Locked on Hoosiers in just a second. Today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether yours into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Want to remind you as we're talking a little college football and college sports, of course, that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. They cover all the different sports and all the different leagues at all the different levels. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Really, really cool thing they're doing. Go check them out. When you subscribe to this channel, Locked On Hoosiers on YouTube, go check out Locked On Sports Today and subscribe to them as well. Check it out throughout the day, man. They got all kinds of cool stuff going on with Locked On Sports Today. Well, I don't think Indiana's going to hire Urban Meyer or Ryan Day, but who are they going to hire? And what are the latest rumblings about the Indiana head coaching search in the football world? Well, lots of names have been thrown around, and we've been learning over the last couple of days that coaches are starting to get some serious consideration. And some coaches, we believe, are starting to be interviewed. And that's a big deal. That's a big step in the right direction because just like any job, you're not going to interview somebody if you're not at least considering them for the job. And so here's kind of where we sit as of right now. 
the ones that have continued, the ones that have really been in this mix the entire time and seem to be pulling ahead of everybody else, Kurt Signetti from James Madison, uh, Jason Candle from Toledo, and Paul Christ from Wisconsin. I've given you my, my takes on these coaches. I am not a Paul Christ fan. I was not a fan of him at Wisconsin. I think there's a reason he got fired. I think there's a reason he is not head coaching in the Big Ten right now. I just don't think he's all that great in this conference. And at the time he was there, if you couldn't win at Wisconsin, how are you going to come into this current Indiana program and win here? I'm not saying if you can't win at Wisconsin, then you can't win in Indiana. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying with the current state of the Indiana program coming off of three wins on the season, how can you come in here and rebuild this thing? I just don't have the confidence in him. I really don't. And he may end up getting hired, and I'll I'll see what happens, and I'll do my best to support the guy, but I just don't think he's the answer. I really don't. He's not the, the guy that we're looking for, in my opinion. The other two, Jason Candle at Toledo, very successful, very young coaching career, especially as a head coach, but a very good coaching resume so far. And the guy can win. And if you can win at Toledo, you can win at a lot of places. Let's just be real. So I think that's a good consideration. And then Kurt Zignetti from James Madison. Again, the story of college football this season. He's a really good coach. And I think he can recruit. And I think he's a guy that players want to play for, which is something... Indiana, I think, is lacking at times. And I think there was that was there with Tom Allen for a while, but then it kind of fizzled off. I think Signetti from James Madison could do that again. I think he could bring that in and be that guy. And they, I mean, look, he's winning. He's 11-1 and one at James Madison. Same thing with Toledo, man. If you're winning at James Madison, surely you can win anywhere else, right? Surely you could win anywhere else. The guy has coached under Nick Saban for years, for three or four years. Um, and, and we know what the Nick Saban coaching tree looks like. He's got 50 coaches out there right now as either head coaches or big time coordinators somewhere. So if you've coached under Nick Saban, you're doing something right. He was a receivers coach and the recruiting coordinator from 07 to 2010. So that alone would have to put him near the top of the list because while there may be a lot of people that have the the Saban coaching tree to, to go for, there's not a lot of them, if that makes any sense. Like, we joke about the number of them, but if you have that on your resume, that is huge. And in my opinion, I think that should boost you near the top for whatever job you're looking for at any level for any sort of coaching job in the game of football because of what Nick Saban has done at Alabama and in the game of college football. So those three seem to be where this thing is heading. Um, Mike Hart is still there from, from Michigan, the running backs coach who has been all over the place, right, with everything going on up there. Um, and that seems to be where we are right now. Good thing about Signetti, he's been – a head coach for a while. He's been a head coach since 2011 at three different programs, and I think he's taken a step up each and every time, from IUP to Elon, now to James Madison. This would still be a pretty big jump, but the guy's been coaching since 1983. 
It's a pretty long time, folks. That's a pretty long time to be around the game of college football. But again, a lot of people keep talking about his age. Is that an issue for you? I'm curious. Is that a problem? Is age an issue for you in this coaching search? For me, it's a yes and no because I understand the I understand that argument. I do. I understand, you know, the guys, if somebody's in his 60s or his 70s, how long is he really going to be coaching at Indiana versus hiring a young guy who, if you hit it rich, could be your coach of the future, which I would prefer. That's, I would, I would prefer that, which is why I think somebody like Jason Candle isn't a bad option. I would rather go the young route or... Heck, Ryan Day, we talked about it. He's middle-aged. He's got a lot of years left under the belt. That's kind of an argument against the whole Urban Meyer thing. He's kind of older. He's had health issues, right? All of those play into this, but it seems like right now, again, it seems like right now, Paul Christ, former head coach at Wisconsin, Jason Candle, current head coach at Toledo, and Kurt Signetti, current head coach at James Madison. Let me know... Uh, in the YouTube comments, because I, I still, I've been reading all your comments. I want to hear from you. If you're on the audio version, send us a, you know, reply to us or tweet at us on X, right? I don't, how do you post it? Somebody you tweet at them, whatever. Let me know. How do you feel about those three? Are those three good enough for you? If Indiana hires one of those three, is that good enough for you? Is that going to excite you about football next season? Or is it like, eh, right? I, I, I'm curious. I think I'd be okay with two out of the three. There's one clear for me, and that's Candle. Then it would be Signetti. And I'm not a Paul Chris guy. I'm sorry. I'm just not. I'm not a Paul Chris guy. And if he ends up getting the job, like I said, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But let me know what you think about those three. And if there's somebody else you think could be back in the mix later, I think there's a lot of movement here. And this thing is nowhere near over, in my opinion. So keep that in mind as Indiana – uh, continues to uh, continues to look for their next head coach with an ever-changing college football. With NIL and transfer portal, man, it's tougher than ever to be a head coach in this game. And Indiana's trying to find their next big one. And I hope they do. But, man, you better go fast because coaches are going left and right. Transfer portal's blowing wide open. And you've got to get somebody in here to start rebuilding this thing right now in Bloomington for Indiana football. Well, after this, we will take a look around the Big Ten in college basketball, look at all the teams so far as everybody opening up Big Ten play over the next couple of days. Of course, Indiana opening up with Maryland coming up tomorrow night on Friday. So we'll talk about that and kind of look at where the Big Ten stands as they're off to a slower start this season in college basketball and where Indiana could be to start off conference play. We'll talk about that in just a second. Today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than two or six, more than on two or two six, sorry, excuse me, player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. I won my NBA prize picks the other day. Yes, I did. I rebounded very well. I won my prize picks. I'm The NBA is where I live right now. Total points between players and three-pointers made. That's where I live right now. It's working for me. And you know what they say. If it ain't broke, 
don't fix it. I also got robbed on Monday Night Football, but we won't talk about that. Not if we got the prize picks, just the game didn't go where it wanted to go. And that's okay. It happens sometimes. But check out prize picks. They they have some of the best, uh, some of the best picks and some of the best really just organization of, of a daily fantasy sports app. It's the most fun that I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season and now basketball season. And now I can play during basketball. Of course, you just need to select two or more players, pick more than or less than on their projected stats and place your entry. It really is just that easy. Prize picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. You can even do it at work and they'll never know you did it. That's what I do. And also, uh, with prize picks, just the combination of the different sports, right? You can combine football and basketball, basketball and hockey, golf and, and tennis and gaming. I mean, there's so many different combinations on prize picks. It's a lot of fun, and you need to go and check them out. And the way you do that is go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePicks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Well, let's take a look around the Big Ten in college basketball as most teams are getting underway in conference play coming up in the next few days, right in this four or five day window, everybody will be sort of opening up their big 10 play Indiana opening up with Maryland to get their conference play started. And then on the road at Michigan. And we sort of hit on this yesterday when we were talking about bracketology here in November, getting into December and man, the big 10, it's very top heavy. And when I say very top heavy, I mean like, very top heavy. You have Purdue as the number one team in the country. They're seven and zero. You have Illinois at five and one, at number twenty four in the country. How about Nebraska being seven and zero out of all teams? Did anybody else have that? I sure as heck didn't. Absolutely not. <clears throat> Excuse me. I did not have Nebraska seven and zero on the season. Now they've only played. One power five. I like to say power six conference in college basketball because I like to include I like to include the Big East in that. But the only power six team that they've played is Oregon State. And they beat them 84-63. So it was dominant. But the other teams Nebraska has played Lindenwood, Florida AM, Riders, Stony Brook, Duquesne, and Fullerton. They're about to play. Uh, They're about to play number 15 Creighton before they open up Big Ten play on the road at Minnesota. So maybe a humbling experience coming in for Nebraska. But, hey, they're 7-0, man. You got to give them credit. 7-0 so far for Nebraska. Indiana right there at 5-1 with Illinois. You have Northwestern, Ohio State, and Rutgers are all 5-1. You have Wisconsin, who's 5-2. Iowa, 4-2. Minnesota, also 4-2. And then four teams sitting at four and three overall on the season. Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State. Two of those sound familiar and sound like they're coming up on the schedule, don't they? That's right. Maryland and Michigan. Currently, when you look at the total overall records, I know there's no Big Ten records yet, but just based off the standings and win and losses, Indiana's first two conference opponents are in the bottom four. They're in the bottom four of the conference and overall record with Maryland and Michigan both sitting 
at four and three. What does that tell you? Well, it tells me that Indiana has a decent chance to get off to a good start. They have a good chance to get off to a good start. And I think it is crucial for you to get off to a good start. Now, looking at this, I think Wisconsin's a good team. I think Rutgers is a solid team. I think Ohio State is a solid team. They have a win over Alabama, if you miss that. Northwestern's a good team. I think Indiana is a good team. And a lot of these are going to get better as the season goes on. And that's dangerous in college basketball. Of course, Illinois is solid. Purdue is the number one team in the country. So would you say they're a pretty good team? Yeah, I'd say so. And then Nebraska, we'll find out if they are um, fraudulent or not coming up over the next few games. But overall, the Big Ten, man, not your prettiest start to the basketball season in 2023, but a chance to kind of revive it here at the end of non-con play. You've got a couple conference games, and then you get back into non-con play before you fully get into Big Ten play in January. I talked about this with Bracketology, man. This team, or this this conference has to find a way to to not eat itself alive, but I'm afraid that it's going to happen. I mean, Michigan State was a top, what, five, four team in the country to start the year, and they're four and three out of the gate. Now, they have some tough losses with Duke and Arizona, James Madison, not so much, but tough losses, and they open up with Wisconsin. So that's my biggest fear, is that this conference is going to eat itself alive. Quite like the Pac-12 does in football, Indiana has to take advantage. If the Hoosiers can stay near the top third of this conference, you've got a really good shot to do something special. You have a chance to be dancing in March with a pretty good seed line. If the Hoosiers start losing games to the bottom third and get stuck there in the middle or even fall to the bottom third of the conference, you're done. You're done. And I'm not just talking in March in the NCAA tournament. I'm just talking in Big Ten standings in the regular season. Like, you cannot fall behind in this conference if you're Indiana this season and head coach Mike Woodson. So that means getting off to a hot start with Maryland and then Michigan. You have an opportunity to do something pretty incredible and get off to a really good start in the Big Ten. I think Indiana wins those games. I've said it before, and we're going to talk about them as we get closer. Tomorrow's episode will be a preview of the Indiana-Maryland game that plays on Friday. But the Hoosiers have to get off to a good start. And the Big Ten, so far, is not a premier conference this season. It very well could become one, but it's so crucial for Indiana not to fall behind because if you fall behind in a bad conference, You're never going to get out, and you're never going to get the recognition that you need to make it to the NCAA tournament. Well, that is it for today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers. I appreciate you making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen each and every day. My everydayers, you are the reason we are here. I appreciate you. And if you're not an everydayer, please do so. Subscribe, turn on your notifications. Wherever you get your podcasts, we're free and available there or on YouTube, the video version as well. Be sure you like the video and subscribe. If you are on YouTube, helps us out tremendously. We are growing, folks. We are growing, growing, growing as the basketball season really gets into uh, into the, the heat of it and this football coaching search continues. 
to go. We're growing, and you are a big part of that, so thank you very, very much. And make sure you go and check out Locked On Sports today on YouTube as well. Drop them a subscription. They would appreciate that. And until tomorrow, Hoosier fans, stay safe, and I'll talk to you later.